You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today with me, I have Bill Flynn from up in Boston, Massachusetts. Now, Bill um, is a multi-certified growth coach. Uh, he has a certificate uh, with distinction, Foundations of Neural Leadership. Um, he's a certified predictive index partner. He's an author and also an international speaker, so obviously stays pretty busy. And uh, what we're going to talk about today is his best-selling book, um, Further Faster, and it continues to get um, five-star ratings all over the place. So, Bill, one, you're staying pretty busy, and two, thanks for joining me on the show. Uh, thanks, Sam. I, I'm, I try to stay as as little busy as possible. Uh, <laughs> I've learned, I've done 10 startups. So I know what busy is and, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to do the opposite. I'm just trying yeah. to spend time and energy on on things that make uh, the most sense for me. And this this kind of thing is one of them. So thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you take a couple of minutes and share with us, um, obviously you we went through a little bit of your background, but what got you to where you are today and why you decided to write a book and then we'll dive right into what you have for us today. Yeah, sure. Uh, so as I said, I'm a, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Generally, I'm not a founder. I'm the next guy. I'm the operator. So I help scale the thing. Uh, mm -hmm. I typically run sales, marketing, service, anything sort of front office um, facing. I have run organizations before, um, but uh, th that's sort of the exception more than the rule. Uh, I did pretty well, you know, I was actually five for six, um, which is, you know, 80%, you know, 83% hit rate, which is unheard of. So I got pretty lucky, get together with a, a, bunch of, a bunch of good people. And, you know, I don't know if I made good decisions or got lucky in my decisions, but somehow it worked out pretty well. Two IPOs, seven acquisitions. But about five years ago, you know, I sort of asked myself, do I want to do an 11th startup? Um, and the answer was yes, if I could find the right thing. And, and it's really hard to find a really what I call a Goldilocks founder. Um, Goldilocks founders are crazy, but not too crazy. Uh, and having that mix is, is hard to find. It's hard to interview crazy, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, uh, what do they say? Um, Steve Jobs, you know, he warped reality, right? He had his own sort of reality. And, and I think that's true of many founders. So, uh, so it was difficult. So I was five for six, but I ended up five for 10. So that was why I sort of Good said, maybe not. Uh, so the last four did not go very well. You know, it um, happens. Yeah. So I've, I've failed and, and I've succeeded and, and I've learned a lot of stuff. And, and that's what I've done over the last 30 years. I've, I've really studied business, um, sort of success in business, what makes business successful. I mean, studying failure is fine, but I don't think it, it only makes you not fail. It doesn't necessarily make you excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, so I like to study success. And I've really done that intensely over the last five years is also being a, a coach and um, my moniker is coach, but I actually see myself more as a teacher. Um, I'm trying to say, here's all the things I've learned either from experience or from research study, you know, working with other people, um, great leaders, et cetera. And I want to share that with whoever wants to listen, mm -hmm. basically. Um, I do have clients, so I have a handful of clients that I work with. Um, generally they stay with me several years and I teach them a framework on how to grow your business really well. And that is kind of how the book came about. 
is I kind of cobbled together some different frameworks, different things that I liked. Mm -hmm. um, mostly it's around something called scaling up. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. Uh, but uh, I've added some of my own stuff. I added some stuff from EOS and other things as well. And I took all that and said, you know what? There are so many of these kinds of books out there. I don't want to write the same book as everyone else, which mm -hmm. is, you know, just sort of the same thing over and over again, core values, core purpose, get up a good strategy, you know, have good meetings, you know, all that kind of stuff, which is really important. Um, but I took my approach, which is I'm, I'm somewhat of an essentialist. Mm -hmm. So I'm about doing just a few things really well. So that's yeah. what my book is about. My book is about the, just a few things that you should do really, really well, which will get you most of the way there. And then I'd recommend other books, you know, like Scaling Up or Traction or, you know, um, some other uh, books that, uh, that I know from other authors like Shannon Susco, who's done 3AG and, and Metronome System. That's the whole enchilada. Um, but working with, working with leaders, I know that, you know, they're like, that's great, Bill, but what do I do now? Right? What do I do yeah. next? And that's what the book is about. What do you do next? Once yeah. you've decided you want to have a healthy and thriving business and you want to figure out how to do it, grab my book. Uh, it'll get you there and either hire someone like me or someone else or read a bunch of other books if you're a do-it-yourselfer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so important to have that actionable advice that you can take right now. I'm in, I'm in that boat. So the book is called Further Faster, um, The Vital Few Steps That Take the Guesswork Out of Growth. Um, so to start us off here, Bill, why do you think um, so few companies survive and fewer flourish and then most of them fail? Why do you think that is? Yeah, so let's uh, let's back up and do the data uh, just so we can support that argument, um, mm -hmm. which is uh, so if you look at um, Small Business Administration or the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they track business. They really just track a binary number, right? Success and failure. That's it. Um, and the numbers that I've seen is if you started a business in 1994, you had a 50% chance of making it to 1999. You had a 25% chance of making it another 10 years. And you had less than a six, a little more than a 16% chance of making it 25 years. So the longer you're in business, the more likely it is you'll go out of business, mm -hmm. which to me is counterintuitive, right? We're, you know, <laughs> right. You figure you're going to learn stuff and get better and better and better. But what happens is they don't. Um, and I don't, I don't know for sure. Cause it's hard, you know, it's hard to prove a negative. Um, and there's lots of ways to go out of business. Um, but I think what happens is, you know, we're never really taught how to be the head of a company. We're, we're taught to do pieces of a company and we really have to learn it on our own. It's sort of like being a parent, right? I don't know if you said you were married. I don't know if you have kids yet, but you know. One's coming in a couple of days. I'm sure by yeah, the time this so comes out. Yeah, so your world changes and, and, you know, you see different styles of parenting and that kind of stuff, but no one really, I mean, you, you had parents and, and they're going to give you their advice, but, you know, things change. And so I think the same thing. And, and, I, and I did this, I looked up, um, online, I just said, you know, there must be a class or a place you go or, you know, some institute that you go to to learn to be a CEO, like a head of a company. And I really couldn't find anything. Um, they'll teach you how to be a really good engineer or a really good mathematician or, you know, they'll teach you strategy or, or something, but they don't teach you how to do the whole thing and really how to, how to really understand um, what it means to be the head of something and be responsible for all of these other people not only in the company, but also outside the company, right? You're, you're, you're trying to make lives better somewhere else. Um, so I think that's part of it. And um, if you read my bio, it says, you know, we do a lot of stuff wrong for the most part. You know, we do hiring wrong. We do meetings wrong. We do strategy wrong. We do execution wrong, you know, vision wrong. We do just do a lot of things wrong. And I think what happens is it just adds up um, because most businesses survive um, um, through force of will, luck, effort, and timing mostly, I think. 
Uh, and eventually that doesn't scale, right? Once you get big enough, then you don't have enough time in the day or, or energy to, to be the one who's pulling this huge company you know, with you. Mm -hmm. You want them to be pushing you and making your life better. Um, and I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs expect, but it, it hardly ends up that way. Yeah. So I think the major thing is that, you know, um, we're guessing as we go and, you know, there are a few that get better and better. They learn from the mistakes and, and, and keep improving. Um, you know, so that's what happens. I think we just sort of fall into this complacency and, hey, it's been working so far. Let's just keep doing what we're doing, not really realizing that at some point that hits a wall. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's why a lot of folks fail. I have some pithy little things I say, which we can talk about a little bit about, you know, difference between science, you know, what science knows and business does. And, you know, they, and we try to focus on too many things instead of real, some really few things, et cetera. So I think that's, those are the reasons I think that the business, that, 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 that sad statistic really happens, either failure or struggle. I'd say even, even the 16 to 18% in 25 years, I'd say most of them are struggling. Not, not a lot of them are thriving. Yeah. And just to me, thriving is I, I'm actually throttling back my business because I could grow up faster if I wanted to, but I don't want to, or I can't hire that fast or whatever. To me, that's a thriving business. I, I know how to get there and I'm doing it at my pace. Mm -hmm. So what are those few things that you do know that um, companies need to start doing that are the foundation to really take that guesswork out? Because like you said, they could be doing everything and in doing that really collapse their business or their, their company. What are those few things that we should be focusing on? So what I've, what I've boiled it down to is really three things, uh, three big things. One is um, about teams. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, I was, I've been a hiring manager. I've hired hundreds of people in my day. Uh, and uh, we were told, you know, you have to hire a really good person. You know, they have to have the skills. They have to hit the ground running. And that's just wrong. Uh, often we hire for skill and then everybody hates that person. Um, and that slows everyone else down. Um, and we also say, well, culture is a really important thing. And I agree that culture is an important thing, but I'm, I'm of the school that culture is a magnet and a repellent. It's sort of like an immune system, right? You, you, have, you want a great culture to attract the right kind of people and to repel the wrong kind of people. But once they get in your company, the company culture kind of fades away and is overtaken by the team culture. Teams do almost everything in businesses. Uh, you know, Marcus Buckingham has done a, ADP did a, uh, a study just asking people, he asked 19,000 people around uh, in 19 countries, a thousand people per country and said, are you on a team? Or are you not on a team? And 83% of the people said, I'm on at least one team. Almost 70% of those said I'm on two or more teams. Uh, and most of those teams weren't actually represented in the org chart. So we don't teach people how to be really good team leaders. Te being a good team leader is a skill. It's like parenting. We just assume, oh, you know, you'll figure it out. Go ahead and do it. But we don't, we don't prepare them. So I think right. really understanding that teams do everything and we should do everything to make sure that we're prepared that at any point a team could pop up and we, we have someone there who can lead the team and lead a team well. Mm -hmm. The second is strategy and execution are inexorably and inextricably connected. They are a system in and of themselves in a larger system, and they're really important and reliant upon each other. Um, I ask leaders all the time. I, I used to be a Vistage speaker, and I would ask the same question all the time, which is, you know, hey, what's one of your biggest barriers to growth? And they were, a lot of them were really related to execution. 
they might say it was people, but it was people aren't doing stuff. Um, you know, they're not hitting their deadlines. They're not doing the right things. They're, you know, wasting time, whatever it is. And that's really execution operations, et cetera. And then I would ask, what are you operating? What are you executing on? And they sort of look at me like, what do you mean? Like, so you're executing, but you must be executing something. And, you know, they'd say, well, it's the plan. And they said, well, how did you come up with the plan? You know, and I'm trying to move them back to, it's really yeah. our strategy is what we're executing. And, uh, and so I said, so maybe execution is really important, but maybe if you asked other people what your company current, current company strategy was and had them write it down and say it out loud to each other, it's maybe not the same thing. So they might be executing really well on their version of the strategy. So you as a leader have to get them on the same page and then know that your strategy isn't gonna be perfect and it's always, it's never ending. You know, um, Simon Sinek wrote a book recently called The Infinite Game and that's what he, it's really what he meant. It's strategy and execution together. It never ends, right? You're always moving your strategy forward. You might have a general understanding of what your strategy is, but you're always refining it. And, 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 and as technology changes and market conditions change, you're, you're changing your, your strategy a little bit and executing on it differently. And then lastly, if you wanna grow your business, um, cash should be your primary financial metric. Hmm. Why is that? Not revenue. You know, we, revenue is a nice little marker, like, you know, like you're in a race and you can say, oh, I'm ahead of everybody. <laughs> um, but if you're ahead of everybody and you, and you ran like crazy to be ahead of everybody, uh, and it's a long race, they're going to catch you because you wasted all of your time. You wasted all of your energy. Um, so that's cash, right? You have to be careful to make sure that you understand that cash is your prim primary financial metric because growth sucks cash. Cash is an antecedent to growth. You must invest in front of growth. So what I do is I say, plan for the next two or three years. I know that they're not going to be perfect, but I have a general idea of how much that will cost and then back up and say, okay, how do we generate that amount of cash in our business so we can pay for all this stuff? Mm -hmm. Pay for the new hires, pay for the new factory, the new parts, whatever it is. Um, we don't do that. We just say, oh, we're gonna hit, we need to be $100 million. Like, well, you're gonna be $100 million at 2% margin or 3% margin or 20% margin. You gotta understand that as well. So those are yeah. the three things. Team, build a cohesive and coherent system around execution and strategy, and then cash is your primary, primary financial growth. Here at OneClick, we know that at the end of the day, you just want to be a successful business owner. And in order to do that, you need a website that looks amazing and gets results. The problem is you don't know where to start when it comes to building a website, which makes you feel overwhelmed every time you try to begin the process on your own. We believe you should never feel overwhelmed about building a website. We understand what it feels like not knowing where to start, which is why we can handle the work for you. Here's how it works. Step one, visit oneclickagency.com to get a quote. Step two, let us build you a professional website. And step three, your business will stand out online without you lifting a finger. Visit oneclickagency.com today so you can stop feeling overwhelmed about your website and instead get a professional to build one that stands out from your competition and gets you results. In your book, um, Further Faster, you talk a lot about the leader, the leadership of the company, and specifically the S, uh, the CEO, and how they must fire themselves from the day to day, and that's a really scary thing for some CEOs, founders, yeah. leaders, business owners, whatever it may be. Why do they need to do that? Yeah, so let's just let me define what what I mean by sort of a leader first, because uh, there's lots of definitions, and there's this huge industry called leadership, and I know you and and your partner are doing some stuff on on leadership. Um, which And so you might not like what I'm about to say, but I don't think leadership is actually a thing. 
And, and what I mean by that is it's not a thing that you can test for and understand because leaders are all different, right? Mm -hmm. Gates is different than Jobs, different than Buffett is different than Bezos is different than the Ikea guy, Herb Kelleher. They're all different personalities. And what they've done is they've taken the, they've made the most out of who they are and applied it into the business. You know, um, so I think the best leader we've ever had, at least in the last 50 years, maybe a hundred, uh, and as far back as I can tell, is this guy named Alan Mulally. Do you know who Alan Mulally is? Mm -mm. Most people don't know who Alan Mulally is, which is funny because I think he's the best leader we ever had. And, and I'll tell you why, better than Jobs, better than you know Bezos. And, and why is that? Because he turned around Boeing in the mm -hmm. middle of 9-11 and he turned around Ford in the middle of 2008. And not only did he turn them around, he made them better coming out of it than they were going into it. No leader has ever done that. Um, and he did a few things really well. And I wrote an article about him um, about two and a half years ago. And actually he called me Oh no uh, way! <laughs> three months ago and said, I read your article and I just thought it was great. And I wanted to meet you. I was like, really? <laughs> you want to meet cool. me? Um, so it was really cool. Um, so, so leaders are different. I think leaders only need two things. They need to have a compelling vision because there is one thing that all the leaders have in common and which I will, I will, uh, um, I will acquiesce to which is that they all have followers. Whether, the, whether you think they're a good leader or a great leader, someone does. Someone thinks they're great and they're great enough to follow them. So you can agree with their politics or their methods or whatever, but you're following them. Not everyone really liked Steve Jobs, but they followed him because the compelling vision was a stronger gravity than his other less um, pleasant personality traits, shall we say. Um, so that's one thing. And the other thing you have to do is um, you have to have courage. I think, and the courage goes to this fire yourself from the day to day, right? You have to have courage to support your vision. You're gonna to be told, especially if it's a compelling vision and it's unique, that it's wrong and you're gonna fail. And, mm -hmm. you know, and by the way, and there are gonna be times when you fail and you have to have the courage to keep going on. You have to have the courage to give people autonomy. You have to have the courage to give up the things that you're comfortable with, which is what most leaders don't do. So what I mean by fire yourself from the day to day is you have to figure out once you get through that knot hole, you figure out your business model, you're no longer a startup. Uh, and you have a business model, there's some repeatability, some scalability to the business, uh, some predictability. You have to begin to say, okay, now everything that we did before, I have to revisit in terms of key decisions um, and make sure they were right because the next set of customers that you have will not be like the first set. The first set are crazy, just like you. Um, the next set are much more conservative and skeptical and they wanna make sure that it works since you have, to, you have to plan for that. And you, in order to do that, have to think. In order to think, you can't do. So I ask this question all the time. I'll ask it of you, Sam. When do you get your best ideas? That would be when I am walking or in a silent car, honestly. Isn't it amazing, right? I yeah. hear in the shower, on a run, mm -hmm. riding on my bike. It's when you're not actually like doing something, yeah. participating mm -hmm. in something. Because that's how the brain works. And it's something called the edge effect. And when you get your new ideas, that's an insight. And an insight is, is two or more disparate things that somehow come together quickly. And that's when you get your best insights is when your, your brain is quiet. So you have to fire yourself from the day to day because the day to day is not quiet, right? You have people asking you questions, you have to give answers. You're going around and you're trying to figure stuff out and your best ideas are what gets you to grow. And so you have to fire yourself from the day to day. And there's, it's on a spectrum, right? Some people can fire them completely from the day to day. Alan Mulally did not run the day to day business, right? He was thinking about the people and the strategy and, and what we want to do. I need to get rid of Jaguar and you get rid of Volvo. What am I going to do? How am I mm -hmm. going to all that kind of stuff? I need to focus on the Taurus. You know, how do we do that? I'll, that's thinking. 
Um, and you can't do that if you're doing the day-to-day. -day. So you have mm -hmm. to fire yourself from the day-to-day. -day. And again, if you're a small company, you can't completely fire yourself, but you should at least yeah. start the process. And my, my recommendation is always find the stuff that you hate the most. Mm -hmm. And that's probably what you should jettison first, either internally yeah. or externally, because mm -hmm. that's draining your energy. It's, it's, it's not helping you to be um, what you need to be as a leader. Mm -hmm. I love it. So if there's one thing that we should take away from today, um, obviously there, there was a lot, this is awesome information. What would be your number one takeaway that we need to apply immediately in our company or our business? Yeah, I think that, uh, that there's one thing that ties all this together, at least for me, which is few things truly matter, but those that do matter tremendously. Mm -hmm. You're going to find out when this kid is born a bunch of other stuff that you thought was really important, yeah. all of a sudden is not as important. Mm -hmm. As a leader, you have to figure out what that is to your customers and to your team. If you can figure out those few things that matter to both of those constituencies, you're way ahead of everyone else. Mm -hmm. It's not easy and you have to be humble and vulnerable and ask for help and all those things to get there. But if you can do that, you'll be far away ahead of any of your rivals in your industry. And it'll make your life a lot easier too. Well, Bill, thank you so much for joining me on on the podcast. It's been awesome to have you walk us through. Awesome job on the book. And uh, thank you so much again for being on the podcast. Can you close us out by sharing where we can, one, get the book, and two, where we can find out more about you? Yeah, all in one place. Uh, so uh, I put everything on my website. My website is catalystgrowthadvisors.com. Um, the book is on there. I actually give away the book for free. If you just want to download it, you can download it. You can also get it from Amazon or Audible. I've, I've got a, an award-winning narrator who, who did it. He's, and he's really great. He's a, a New York actor. Um, and uh, my contact information is on there. You can actually book some time with me on there if you just want to chat with me. Uh, my LinkedIn profile is where I spend most of my time is on LinkedIn um, when I'm not doing other stuff. Uh, so that's where you can get me, catalystgrowthadvisors.com. Well, Bill, thank you again so much and uh, appreciate you being on the show. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate you inviting me on. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Made Simple. If you learned something insightful, actionable, or useful that you're excited to implement in your business, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.